Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. As always, so glad you're here with us for more of your listener questions. Enjoy some of that leftover Halloween candy as Pam joins me today and we have some fun Disney talk. Today, we tackle some questions about having multiple cars at your Walt Disney World Resort, but just one reservation. How does that work out? Trisha from Wisconsin sends in more of those Walt Disney World core memories that have been created over the years for her family. You're going to get some goosebumps with a couple of those. I sure did. We get some questions about using Genie Plus and stacking uh, those lightning lanes when you're trying to park hop from, say, uh, Magic Kingdom over to the studios later in the day. How's that going to work out? And today... We're joined by an old friend of the show. A special guest comes into the studio and helps us answer a couple of these questions. We also talk about New Year's Eve at Epcot. This and more coming your way on today's show. Don't forget our podcast always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We're standing by right now to help you plan a great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's over at brguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you so very much to our patrons. You guys allow us to put this show up multiple times a week. Couldn't do it without you. So a huge thank you to you. And if you'd like to support us, just $5 a month and you get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. We'd love to have you. Come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2,381 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rahman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents, of course, over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you and happy November. That's right. The holiday season has arrived. Oh my gosh, people are driving off the road and saying, slow down, Mike. But you're going to see my co-host today. It is full-on North Pole mode at their house. I'm telling you, with the pre-show, that's what we've been talking about. I want the same thing to happen here in the BOGP studios, but my wife says, whoa, 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 pump the brakes a little bit, because I just love Christmas. I'm ready, but, you know, turkey before uh, mistletoe, I think, is how it has to happen around these parts, but, man, I'm ready. I'm excited, but I still got to devour all that leftover Halloween candy because the wind chill was like 17 here. And we didn't have quite as many uh, trick-or-treaters as we thought we were going to have. Because when we bought the candy, 85 and sunny. Of course, Midwest, when it was time for the trick-or-treaters to come around, like I said, wind chills, just knock your nose right off your mask. It was so cold last night here around St. Louis. So anyway, we're going to have a good time talking Disney. So hopefully you had a great Halloween. Joining me today to answer your listener questions, your friend in mind, the co-owner of the Magic for Less Travel Freshly returned from Walt Disney World, Pam Forrester. Pam, happy Wednesday and happy wishes uh, holiday (laughs) season, whatever it is. We're in transition today. What's going on? We are. We are. It's It's a crazy transition thing. Yes, I just got home from doing Mickey's Not So Scary. I go back in like a couple weeks and I do Jollywood and stuff like that. Um, So yeah, I don't even, I don't even know what to think, but so I will say our Halloween is, is um, our trick-or-treat is on Halloween tomorrow as we're recording on Monday. And um, yeah, we're looking at rainy and cold. So I'm like, what are we going to do with all this leftover candy? And then I remembered, 
my daughter is a teacher and there yep. is a teacher's lounge and you put things in there and they disappear like instantaneously. So anyways, um, so I have no problems. Teachers <laughs> are scavengers, man. I'll tell you, te teachers will take anything. I mean, I'm not talking candy. <laughs> I'm talking like any kind of, like you throw like old leftover runner sneakers in the teacher's lounge, yes. gone, gone. I mean, immediately, it doesn't matter. I mean, you pick the most random thing you have in your house, throw it in a yeah. teacher's lounge It'll be gone in 12.3 minutes. It's wild. It's, 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 it's like a freaking nature. I mean, I, I, I used to be a teacher like, and I'd walk into the teacher's lounge and I'd be like, gotta make a copy, you know, got a quiz on Thursday. Got to get to the copy machine. Make this is how old I am. Right. We used to use paper. Remember those days, paper quizzes. I'd be rolling in. Like we had a TV in the teacher's lounge. Like, Oh, wonder what's on CNN today. You know, on my break back when teachers actually used to have breaks on their hour. And so, you know, roll in it. Oh, there, there's a, there, there's, there's bagels. This is a St. Louis thing. Bagels sliced like bread. That's a whole nother debate on the, on the internet. Cause in St. Louis, all of our bagels are sliced like bread. That's just I've how they seen are. It. Okay. I've seen it. And cause they're from a place called bread company, which around the country is called Panera, but in St. Louis, they're called bread company. And so when they're sliced like bread, you can destroy them because you're not taking a whole bagel. You're taking like two slices. So you're just taking like two slices, then you're taking three, four, five, six dude, bagels. Are, <laughs> but you know, by the time I copy seven stacks of quizzes for my for my week, dude, the bagels are gone. And I'm the victim. You know, I'm like the the crook because I eat the whole thing of bagels, and everybody comes in that has like a ten o'clock break. You're not getting anything. You're getting crumbs. No, you're just getting get sour, sour, you know, uh, cream cheese. That's it. <laughs> that, done. It's true. So yeah. Steve sometimes will ask me because when he used to go into the hospital and work, the secretaries would have like little dishes of candy, like that were out, like themed to like whatever the holiday was. And he's like, how come we don't have any of that? I'm like, yeah, this is not, this is not your life anymore. I'm sorry. We don't have that here at um, the Magic for Less Travel headquarters. Sorry. <laughs> And I'm thinking about bringing the excess candy into the BOGP studios. But the problem is, you know, I don't have a lot of throughput into the studios. Like it would just go <laughs> no. right into my gullet. And you know. it would just be you. And you would be like, I need another piece exactly. of candy. Exactly. Because <laughs> you know, I'm like a dog, right? I mean, I'm like, I did a pretty good job on that email to a guest right there. Right. I do, I do deserve a Kit Kat right now. <laughs> Because that's True. what I used to do. But I mean, it was, you know, what I used to teach and I, God bless it. I used to love teaching, but it was like a 27 to one ratio. I mean, I'd fire out candy because we you know, back in the day, we used to go to the Halloween party. You come home with 78 pounds of candy and yes. I'd be like firing out, you know, bags of little mini M&Ms. Like, that's right. Dude, 17 prime number. Whoo. Boom, back row. And it was like feeding the seals, man. Whew. And they would love it. I would love it. I'm getting rid of my candy like it was a win, win, win. I used to love firing. I was like a hero, but now not so much. It's just this. It's it was and... easy to be a hero back then, Mike. <laughs> it's got life was now simple. you can't even take candy into school anymore. That's true. I'd probably go to jail. Like, did you bring an M&M's in? Contraband. <laughs> You oh gosh, now guy. we sound like the old people who we are like, when I was back in school. <laughs> By the way, stay off my lawn. Anyway. Oh, and we are, I think we might have a special guest to answer a couple questions today because uh, his shift is over down at Walt Disney World. We'll see. He's trying to get in here, but we'll see. Uh, Kevin's got a question in the live chat. And we're going to get to some uh, in the inbox at Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. You can always email us questions or comments or show yeah. suggestions, whatever you have. 
Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. And you can email any of us, all four of us, at our first names at BeOurGuestPodcast.com if you ever feel the spirit moves you, just so you know. Mm -hmm. Kevin says, heading to Walt Disney World for New Year's just to experience the craziness. Planning on hitting Epcot on uh, December 31st, but have wild animal truck reservations that morning at Animal Kingdom. And he continues, I'm glad just in time here, because um, here's the second part. Uh, spending New Year's at Walt Disney World this year just to explore it for once, knowing it's going to be a busy time of the year. Wanting to do the Magic Kingdom on the 30th, and he's going, okay, so going to New Year's on the 31st. We, uh, What do you think the chances are of Epcot being full and not being able to hop in on the 31st? So, Pam, we've done this many times, many. all of us, many, 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 on the 31st. So let, let's talk uh, Kevin's in good shape. Yeah, for sure. So first of all, I love you have the most important thing needed for a Disney vacation or really any vacation. You have the perfect attitude because you know it will be busy. That he, didn't, he didn't say busy. He said crazy and he's accurate. Exactly. Because I can't tell you, like you can read the reviews online and whatnot. We went to Epcot on New Year's Eve and it was busy. How disappointing. I'm like, yeah, it, 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 it was, it was not a normal day. No kidding. No, no. It was not. No, it's not. It's not for so many reasons. Get you a good travel agent, friends. If you didn't know it was going to be busy. No. Um, it, so that's what you need. First of all, the, the great attitude and you already have it. Um, I will say we have done this many, many times. And even when parks did close, uh, for this is pre-everything, right? There is not one time that they didn't reopen later on during the day. So that's the good news. You might have to watch for a little bit if it does seem to be closed for a little bit. And it might it, it's probably just a few hours. It's that weird late afternoon time or early afternoon time that it's sometimes will close for a little bit but we have not seen that in a while um and i think that you will be in good good shape and that's the perfect idea um you see magic kingdom on the 30th then epcot on the 31st and we recommend that a lot of times because the 31st is definitely going to be your most crazy day, right? And Epcot's a little bigger, gives you a little a little bit more elbow room. Although sometimes when you're standing in line for something for a very, very long time, it doesn't feel that way. If you can get a dining reservation for that 1231 time at Epcot, I would suggest going ahead and doing that just because at some point you want to sit down, you want to be out of the craziness for a little bit and counter service gets super crazy um it's just I one of those things and yeah. if you're hungry and once you get hungry then you're hungry and so your options are wait in the crazy long line or leave or if you're real smart you have an adr that night so yeah. that's our big suggestion the biggest suggestion is to have an adr like and now right now is the time i mean we're getting to 60 days out like in the next day or two i mean it, scott and i were looking at this um for marathon weekend so we, we may be uh, I mean, I'm not looking at a calendar right now because I'm recording, but you need to get an ADR for that. You know, early evening is prime time for New Year's Eve. Like you, the best we've done this many times, like a five o'clock, I'd say between three and seven, like get an ADR for any time in that window at a sit down restaurant, wherever it is in the park, because that's going to get you off your feet. It's going to get you some good food and it's just going to get you that respite. To, to power on because the thing is once it gets dark at like five six seven o'clock well five 
then the rest of the day you can power through because you got good food in your belly. You've had a break. You've you've enjoyed a meal and it breaks up the day. Right. And you're going to be doing something else that earlier in the day. You're not going to be in the park the whole day. But it makes that whole rest of the night fun. You can go into China, dance with the fire-breathing dragon. You can do a silent disco in Japan. You can go dance with the Beatle Covers Band in, in the UK. You can just go around and party, party, party. But if you try to like counter-service it, you're gonna the party isn't going to be happening because you're going to be starving, waiting in line in China to get some white rice. I mean, I've been there too. And you're going to honestly, I mean, and you got to strategically, you know, sometimes like plan your, your potty breaks because... You're not just even rolling into the bathroom sometimes. You got to wait 10, 15 minutes to get to a stall. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nuts, but it is, I mean, it, you it's know, it's, 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 it's like, you know, it's like Times Square, but it's it's not that bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it, 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 the fun is the, the 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 nuts of it all, you know, and everybody's oh, got noisemakers yeah. and it's annoying. But I mean, the, you know, you just you just annoy everybody right back. You know what I'm saying? Like they got noisemakers, but you get one and <laughs> right back at them. I mean, it's part of the game. I know it's like those things you're like, oh, I want a nice, quiet, whatever, insert whatever holiday it is. This is me, right? Three months out, four months out. Oh, I want a nice whatever holiday at home. And then I'm like looking at um, the socials and I see all the fun people are having. I'm like, dang it. Why didn't I plan on going there? I want to be there. But no, I, I think some of my most fun New Year's Eves have been spent at Walt Disney World in the craziness with everyone else because you're in there. Um, it is. It's just a good, crazy fun. Um, and for the most part, pretty wholesome as New Year's Eve celebrations go. Um, so I, I always really enjoy it. They do a great time and you're sort of there in the sea of humanity with everyone else and loving every second of it. So, I mean, I was just looking at pictures the other day and like, I mean, it, it must've been cold this year because we were there with a huge group of us. I mean, I'm in a Chewbacca costume and we're having, then. we're having dinner in Japan, like it's up in Edo, And I'm like wearing a Chewbacca costume. Like I'm a, what? I had scarf <laughs> and gloves on. I know it is. You know, it's a good night when you're going around having Japanese uh, teppanyaki and, uh, you know, in a Chewbacca <laughs> outfit. I mean, what? Right. So where else can you do that? <laughs> oh wait, breaking news. Hang on. Wait. Yes. Oh, wait, somebody just came into the studio. Hang on. Somebody else wants to help us answer questions today since it's only two of us. Hang on. Okay. okay. Uh, yes, can I help you? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, I, I just finished up my season down at Walt Disney World, and I'd like to help you answer some of your questions. Well, uh, you kind of sound familiar. Uh, who are you again? Well, uh, you know who I am. I'm Goofy with a chainsaw, but I'm done for the year. So, can, can I add a couple two cents on the questions today? Well, I, I guess. What? Why not? Do, do you have any help here for Kevin with his New Year's Eve situation? I, I mean, do, do you stay at Epcot after the season? I mean, that's kind of weird. I mean, like, Halloween's your thing. Is Do you ever go around on New Year's Eve? Well, I mean, not really. I mean, that'd be kind of weird, you know. It's, I mean, it's all about partying on New Year's Eve, and I don't really want to scare people. But every once in a while, I like to get my silent disco on in Japan. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, Goofy with the Chainsaw, silent disco in Japan. Thank you. All right. All right. <laughs> Are you going to hang out with us and maybe answer another listener question a little bit later? 
why not? I'm just, I gotta go get a little gas for the chainsaw. I used it all up last night at, you know, Halloween and all chasing people around back in Frontierland. But, uh, yeah, if we get some good questions, I'll hang out here in the studio for a few minutes. All right. Well, cool. Thanks, Goofy. All right. Okay, so uh, let's see. That's weird. Do people just walk into the studio? You never know what you're going to get. It's wild here. I don't know. I actually need to lock the door next time. Bizarre. Well, especially if there's Goofy with a chainsaw. For real, on. dude. I turn around. Dude. I'm like, what's going on? Uh, Aaron says Disney's been doing Halloween since August. Are we ready to suddenly change holidays? Yes. I mean, well, you get a what do you get? Like five days uh, between? No, Christmas? I don't even think so. I don't think. I think this is the really quick one because when is the first Mickey's not so scary? No, they mean very merry. Yeah, you can't keep track. <laughs> I saw that they okay, so I've seen that there are there are holiday holiday decorations up in Disney Springs, and I saw this those star those Christmas star decorations are up at the studios, like the tinsel stars on Sunset. Yes, those are up. yes, those are up. I don't think any trees are up or anything yet. God, it's, it's crazy. But I mean, I they're going to be full, like this week, it's on, like bring it, here it comes, here come the 18 wheelers with the Christmas decorations. Okay, so the it actually does not start, the first Mickey's Very Merry is November 9th. So we got, at this point, eight days. <laughs> yes, okay. yes, yes, okay. that will be it. Cool. All right, here, if, to the inbox. Uh, this one's from Trisha, our good friend up in Wisconsin. Who hooked me up with some sweet Wisconsin wares this summer. And we got to have some uh, dinner over at Ellis Teca, which was fun. She has an uh, email about the Disney core memories we did a couple of weeks back. And she says, uh, I'm playing podcast catch up after my trip. Honestly, binge listening to the BOGP helps me beat the Disney blues. I also strayed from my normal touring plans from this trip and took a late, late night flight out. So it was the first time that I did a park on departure day. We ended up at Animal Kingdom, which worked out well. As we did early entry and hit almost all the attractions without Genie Plus, we rope drop flight of passage, and I bought an individual Lightning Lane as I knew my parents would really enjoy that ride, and they did twice. Leaving after a full park day is the way to do it. I was so tired, and I was happy to get on a quiet plane with napping people. And this was cool because uh, Trisha took her parents. It was, her parents were celebrating their retirement, and so she went down with her parents. And man, they did it right. They were all over the place, and every morning. Trisha would send me an email like, here's what we're doing, Mike. And it was it was just really cool. I love that. I'm like, guess what I'm doing? I'm working. You guys are killing it. You guys are like, right? over having Beverly and Epcot, you know, and stuff like that. It was fun. It's one of the best parts of our job is to get <laughs> to hear about someone doing it right. I know. Sure. I love that stuff. Like, oh, I man. I do, too. It's so cool. Okay. She says, anyway, in my catch up, I listened to the episode about Disney core memories, and this topic really struck me is I've grown up with Disney in my life. I want to leave a few of them with you. More than the characters of X will allow. Okay, one. As a kid, I watched the VHS tape of The Little Mermaid so much that I literally wore the tape out and needed it replaced. My mom said I would come home from school and watch it every day for weeks on end. There's something about The Little Mermaid VHS, right? For, for like a generation. Because with Paige, it was the same thing. It was that Little Mermaid VHS. And I, I remember, honestly... The thing, the core memory I have with that tape is one time we drove with her friend Molly. This was the time we took Molly, her best friend, with us to Walt Disney World. I, can't, I still can't believe their parents let us take her. They were like seven. And we let, they let us take their daughter to Walt Disney World for a week. Like, that was crazy. Like, they were seven. 
Anyway, we bought we we didn't have a nice car at the time, so we borrowed my in laws. They had a Monte Carlo, and it wasn't a big car, right? It was a, it was like a hot souped up sports car, but it was like had less miles. <laughs> so they let us not less miles the old the old football coach, but it had fewer miles. And SEC people will get that. Anyway. I was going to ring the bell, but I got some other stuff pulled up on the board. Anyway, so we drove this 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 uh, this souped up, really sweet Monte Carlo, which could probably go 200 miles an hour if I would have wanted it to, down to Walt Disney World. So it was not big though. Molly and and Paige are in the back seat, and we had this is how old this is how old we are, right? We didn't have even DVD players for the car at the time. We had a portable. VHS player in a like it was like a it was like big like it was huge and it hung on the seat and we stuck that dang tape down in there and they would actually they plugged into the cigarette lighter again another obsolete thing we call I guess you call it a power thing now I don't know but we plug that in and we'd say and they would watch the movie all the way through and they'd sing all the songs her and Molly and we you know when the movie be over after about an hour and forty five minutes they'd rewind the tape and we'd be like okay. We'll be in Walt Disney World in like seven more Little Mermaids, and so that's how we that's how we told them how far we were until we got there. But I mean, that's my yeah. core memory. They they would sing, you know, the little uh, the part of my world song. They would just yeah. build that out from the back seat. But I mean, you probably have core memories with that movie as well because that was like Hannah's age too. Because Hannah and Paige are the same age. Yeah, a hundred percent. I just there was something about opening up that clamshell, right? Getting out the tape, putting it in. Um, There's really something about those movies, Little Mermaid, Beauty of the Beast, those, you know, those movies where they had such fantastic songs in addition to the movies. And I'm not saying that you know, the ones today don't have fantastic songs too. They do, but there was something very special about that time when you had Howard Ashman and Alan Menken doing every movie that had those songs. I, they, they got stuck in your head. Your kids loved them. You loved them. You didn't mind hearing them 8 million times because you did hear them 8 million times. It was just, you know, that just was really a revival age, I think, for the Disney movies. And it was a good, good thing to be a part of. So. Oh, good. Hang on. Somebody's got his hand up here in the studio. <laughs> Kill me. Goofy, you got something to add? You, you forgot one of the better movies of that time. Okay. I, what, what movie? The Goofy Movie! I, I never saw it. But I do like The Little Mermaid. Sebastian, he would taste good with a lot of butter. Oh, that, that was weird. Okay, uh, Trisha continues. Let me finish her email. During the first family trip to Disney World, my brother was about three or four and Pocahontas had recently been released. My brother was obsessed with Miko, the raccoon from the movie. We had so many close encounters with him to try to get our autograph book signed, but missed him at least three times. Sounds like the fall in Missouri. And we're always trying to miss raccoons around here. Uh, my brother got so mad that he signed Miko's name, a.k.a. scribbled it, in his autograph book. Thankfully, we were able to meet Miko before the end of his trip. I think her brother probably um, may be doing 7 to 10 for forgery uh, up in Wisconsin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Disney takes that seriously. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, three, she says, we returned to Disney World years later when Animal Kingdom opened. I still remember seeing the Tree of Life for the first time. It gave me goosebumps. 
you, you so what do you because you know i the I don't remember like going back when like a whole new theme park was a thing. Cause I was kind of going as, as animal kingdom was becoming a thing that was kind of all at the same time for me. But what about you? Like, I mean, Trisha had those, you know, she was going as they were getting the new you know animal kingdom park, a whole new, a whole new kind of beast of a theme park. What do you remember? It really was. Um, so it was in 1998 when it first opened. And I absolutely remember, I think we went that year um, to go to the park and to see what it was all about. It was, a, and I think especially for Animal Kingdom, it was a completely different park. And they, in the be very beginning, they really struggled with people thinking like it was a zoo, right? Remember they had that whole campaign. It was not it's a zoo. Not a zoo. Right? Yes. And I think for anyone who went there and saw it, you knew it was not a zoo, right? Because you, the way that you could interact with animals in a whole new and different way, I think was very apparent um, from the very beginning. I think that Disney just did some things that so many of us had not seen before. They really, the safari is, I think, still one of the great rides at Disney. The fact that you have that interaction with the animals that you can see their different behaviors that you get that close. You know, I've had so many safari rides where the giraffes were right there yeah. or the rhinoceros. It's, it's amazing. Right there. It's, I, it's, I mean, cause it really does. That's where the mission works that it's a theme park, but it gives you, it makes you care about the animals beyond when you leave the theme park, because when you see a giraffe up close, you want to protect the species in your everyday choices you make in life, right? You you don't want to see giraffes go extinct because of some boneheaded thing you do every day at your house. Yeah, I think that's where the, the mission of the conservation message, at least for me, that's how it works, right? Because it, it makes me want to, if it means that I got to recycle a little bit more so that giraffes can live and not go extinct, I will go because I had some kind of close interaction because, wow, that was a majestic animal. You know, because I was close to it. I got to have an experience. Same thing over at Animal Kingdom Lodge. You know, when you're out there in your savannah, or you're not out in the savannah, you're out in your balcony. Hopefully you're not. I mean, I saw the dude jump into the World Showcase Lagoon in Italy for like a bet. Dummy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Goofy, could you take care of that guy? So everybody, next year that dude is not getting in World Showcase Lagoon, I promise you. All right, thank you. All right. Good. Yeah, so he's not going to be anywhere near a Disney park. I'm sure he got me <laughs> Yeah, I don't think life, so but... either. Yeah, okay. But so, yeah, yeah, so it did that. And I, I just, I, I love that about it. Plus it had like some really thrilling attractions and some brand new, um, you know, lands and, and things like that. And I will say, we... Um, spent a couple of nights at the Animal Kingdom Lodge because I hadn't been there in a while. It, it had been a little bit and I, I'm not sure why. And it's like I almost had forgotten how spectacular it is to sit that uh, sit out there in your balcony and look at the animals. In fact, anytime we're in the room, we were both like, okay, what's out there now? Like, I want to go see it. Like, what's doing it? And Steve would be like, oh. Come out here. Come out here. Same. The giraffe are out here. Same. I mean, Pam, I remember last time we stayed there, she's like, I've never seen a giraffe lay down or like sit. You know what I'm saying? Like we've only yes. seen them stand ever right. at a zoo because I guess like, I don't know. I, I was like, you know what? You're right. I've never seen a giraffe other than like, you know, stand. And it was, you know, we're, 
we're like losing our minds that the giraffe like sat down. I'm like, but it makes sense. Do you, I mean, do you stand 24 seven? I mean, I'd be tired. I, they sit, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It's weird. That's what happened to us too. We woke <laughs> up in the morning and he went outside and it was still really dark out. And the giraffe were like, was laying down right there, like in front of our window. He's like, come on, come on. The giraffe's <laughs> laying down. Of course, then you're out there. I like how many people do they see in their pajamas every day? But you know, you're in the pri privacy of your own balcony. It's really cool, but just to see the movement of animals throughout the day, the different animals that show, I mean, it just reminded me of that. And it, it really took a lot of what was great about the animal kingdom and sort of, you know, moved it to the animal kingdom lodge in that space too, like that love of the animals and all of that. So I think they've done a great job. I, I like how they've sort of reinvented attractions and, you know, did, done that over the years. So yeah, animal kingdom, man. It's hard to believe that it's like opened in the not too, too distant past. So God, it's a, it's still a ways. It's pretty good. Yes. <laughs> All right. So she has two more points. Says his parent taking Lorelai to Disney World for the first time at age four was pretty magical. But the number one moment that stood out was watching Happily Ever After while my husband held her in her in his arms. I promise we were not the shoulder riders so as to not block anyone's view. Her mouth hung open the entire time and she audibly whispered best day ever Aww. i mean right there dude that get, okay forget about the tree of life that just gave me goosebumps right there because right? i've met, I've met lorelei and in, in the family and they are the sweetest people and just knowing i mean just any it, it, this is the commercial though like dude, i could see the commercial like random people on tv with like some background song playing that's like a pop song and i'm just like oh my god that's awesome like i just like disney's great at this but you know the, the fireworks like people watching the fireworks at Disney, like get me every time. Like right now, I'm thinking about I got goosebumps just reading that. Oh. I, I agree. That's I why totally we go. Agree. That's why we do what we do. Honestly. Yes. And the last one says, finally, when she was old enough to sit through a movie at the movie theater, we took her to a reshowing of Frozen. It came out the year she was born, so it's kind of her Little Mermaid. She insisted on wearing her Elsa dress and saying every song during the movie. At the end of the movie, she ran down to the front of the theater and danced slash twirled to the end credit music. It's one of the only times we stayed until the very end of the movie. Sorry for the length of the email, but I had to share these. I know you say it can be hard to come up with new content for the show for as long as it has been running, but years later, it can still trigger powerful emotions, and I appreciate the heart that goes into each episode. Thanks for your hard work and dedication, Trisha. And she says, P.S. If I were CEO for a day, I would put a ride photo on Big Thunder Mountain. Most of the other larger attractions have this, and it just feels like something is missing. They used to have it. <laughs> it was right there. Did, oh, no, Splash had it. Did Big, did Big Thunder ever have it? Splash had it. I can't remember Big Thunder ever No, Big Thunder it. didn't have I was thinking of the Splash thing, because it, it was in that, you know, kind of the same theme there. It was the barrels. It was Splash. They should have it. That's a good idea. It was, yeah, those are great. I love hearing the memories and I love hearing, I love seeing what people would do if they were CEO. I think that that's a, um, that's a cool, cool, cool thing. And we're going to talk about some cool stuff on Friday that you got to do down at uh, your mm -hmm. meetings last week, which will be pretty cool. We're going to talk about it, so <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, okay, next email, Julie, my good friend from Scotland who tunes in from across the pond over there. Hey, Mike, it's Julie from Scotland here. My emails, to, uh, she just kept bouncing back, but here's what she says. She says, I loved Kevin's story about how cast members from your hometown on the Lister Question show this week. I once met a cast member in the Emporium on Main Street, USA, 
who was from my hometown of Irvine here in Scotland. Not only that, he had the same name as my eldest son. What are the chances? I could not believe my eyes when I spotted his name tag. You say you'd be surprised how many people from your area he meets, which is so cool. Have a great weekend and take care. Julie in Scotland. That is one of the craziest things. If you pay attention on your Walt Disney World vacation and you look, I do this all the time. I'm just always like peeping it out. I love to see when they, cause different, different promotions. Sometimes like, you know, like they used to have like your favorite character, um, you know, your favorite, uh, uh, movie sometimes, but a lot of times it will have like your, co- sometimes it's your college of your college program, but it'll say your hometown. And I love that. And I love seeing if you see somebody that says like, you know, Florissant, like, what are the chances somebody, you know, is a cast member from Florissant? I like, cause it's a great conversation starter. Even if it says Missouri, St. Louis, it automatically gives you a connection. Have you ever had that kind of thing happen to you, Pam? hundred percent. I look all the time. And if you're from Pennsylvania, I'm like, I bet you aren't sad. You live here now. (laughs) No, I am not. In fact, I've never had anyone say, no, I wish I was living back in Pennsylvania. Um, So, I mean, you know, I I like seeing that too. Um, It's always good to, to see where people are from and I usually will say, you know, what side of the state are you from and all that. So it's it's a great it's a great way to make a connection there for sure. And that's what it's all about. So all right. Our good friend Matt says, Hey Mike and crew, I'm heading down to Disney World the first week of March in 2024. And we're staying at Boulder Ridge Villas at Wilderness Lodge. My family and I'll be renting a car from the airport and parking at the resort for the entire stay. My sister and her boyfriend will be driving from North Carolina and also be parking their vehicle there. Are you able to park two vehicles under one reservation at the resort? I know resorts are strict with parking these days. Thanks for the help. Matt Z from New Jersey. Did I do that right? Jersey. I can't. I'm from the Midwest. I can't do that very well. But I I think you'll be fine because one, they're not charging for parking at the resorts anymore. So it's not quite as tight. And just what I would do is just make sure the other people are on the reservation. You'll really be set, right? Yep. That's the thing. Yeah. You you all need to be on the reservation. And, um, you know, it's actually one of the things I was thinking about this. While you don't need to have a magic band, you know, that you can use your phone and whatnot. It's I still find it to be one of the easier things to do when you get back to your resort to you can usually they usually have a lane for um, returning guests and you can tap your magic band and the um, the gate opens. And also I will say getting into your room, you can use your phone to do it. The magic band is much, much faster. The phone thing is cool though. When it worked, I'm the dad from the carousel of progress, right? When it works, <laughs> but it does the little like pixie dust thing, right? And yes. it looks really cool, but, and it used to be super reliable, but my last couple trips, it's been less reliable on the phone. And I could be just a crapshoot and I could just be like, you know, you know, they say like in roulette, like, don't look at the board. The board's like the sucker thing. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's like red, 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 and you're like, dude, the next one has to be black because it's been red eight times in a row. Nope. It's independent of each other. It, you know, I've, I've always, I don't gamble because I do not want to, especially on sports, Scott does. And I'm like, I can't have any more stress in sports other than I just want my team to win. If I had money on this, I'd be a dead man because I I couldn't take anymore. But like, you know, all that gambling stuff, they always say, like, don't look at the board because like it doesn't matter if it's hit eight times on red. 
that ninth roll has nothing to do with the previous eight times. It's independent, right. you know, but this whole thing, like maybe I'm just on a bad streak. No, it doesn't matter. But yeah, it, it, I do like using my phone, but you're right. The magic band, I think works better, but I like the little animation. I'm a sucker for tech. I like, seeing I know, that. but think about it. You have to open your app That's then true. get to that section, then hold it up and then do it. But I agree. It's a cool thing when it works. <laughs> When it, I wish they would. Here's another wish I have. Speaking of being CEO for a day, by the way, thanks, Trisha. Apple watches. Disney should use Apple watches more. Like they could do a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like when they first came out, I remember saying this. There's a couple things. <laughs> They're just random stuff here today. Oh, wait, Goofy's got something to say. Hang on, Goofy. But Apple watches should say you should should be able to do a ton like you should just be able to like tap things because you got that rfid in your apple watch like with apple pay just woo, 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 everywhere you know lightning lanes don't you think yeah. like my disney experience yeah. should be right there on your watch it should be a magic band basically a hundred percent i think that they there is something to that but you know um there's a product that they're selling i know that's <laughs> the thing it's a revenue so everything gets back to a revenue source but come on just, but then you could sell more uh, Apple Watch bands. There you go. You know, come <laughs> on. I'm trying to think. Why, how could we spin this? Oh, okay. Hang on, dude. He's got it. He's in my. He's in my. He's in my. Dude, get get out of my my mini fridge. He's taking one of my Coke Zeros. I'm back off, dude. Hey, he's got something else to add. Uh, uh, I have a suggestion too. Okay, dude, but quit drinking my Coke Zeros, man. I didn't say, I know I know your season's over and you're kicking back because it's like almost Christmas and like you don't chase people with chainsaws at Christmas. Do you? Oh, every once in a while. Okay, but what's your suggestion? Well, I have been listening to the podcast for quite a while. A long time ago, you had this suggestion, which I can't believe Disney hasn't done by now. Okay, I'll bite. What is it? They need to put wireless chargers in the tables at table service restaurants. They want you to use your phone all day, all night to check everything. Why not just sit your phone on the table and it's a big wireless charger? Dude, Goofy with the chainsaw is a genius. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Guy's a genius. I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> All right. How about one more question? I'm going to get goofy out of here. I'll be out of sodas. All right. Uh, this one is from Mary in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hey, Mike. Uh, hello from Raleigh, North Carolina. I have a question about my trip I'm planning in December and knew you and the team could help. We're attending Disney World on what promises to be a very busy day. Dude, Goofy. He's bugging me. After spending our arrival day at Animal Kingdom Lodge, a new experience for us, we plan on we plan to begin our first full day at Animal Kingdom and Park Hop to Hollywood Studios. The next three nights will be at the Boardwalk. I it looked like a perfect plan until I realized using Genie Plus at Hollywood Studios, the second part of the day may be difficult. When am I allowed to begin stacking lightning lanes for the evening? Will I have to wait until two o'clock? When I can park hop or just the return times are two o'clock or later. Will I even be allowed to purchase an individual lightning lane for rise of the resistance? 
I'm beginning to think my brilliant plan may not be so clever. After all, since crowds are anticipated to be so high, any advice you and your team might have about enjoying crowded days will be appreciated. Thank you. Your collective experiences have been very helpful navigating these last few years of change. Mary and Raleigh. First of all, you're going to have a great time. Two great resorts, Animal Kingdom Lodge, Boardwalk, Home Run, and Home Run. Good job. But give her some advice. Talk her through this, Pam. So you do not have to wait until park hopping, until you're in the other park to start making individual Lightning Lane or Lightning Lane reservations. Um, you just have to make them after the park hopping time starts. So that's the good news um, for that. So you can stack um, other things as long as they're still available, there's still times available. And as long as you are free to make another lightning lane reservation, then you should be good to go with that. And I know that a lot of people do use that option um, for using um, Genie Plus and the lightning lanes that you can get with Genie Plus. The thing with the Rise of the Resistance um, can be a little trickier because for that first time that it opens up, you have to have reservations and for that park. And at the one o'clock time, you have to be in the park to actually make those reservations, which you won't be able to do because of the... Um, too. Yeah. So... Um, the other thing I was going to suggest, since you're staying at two deluxe resorts, is will you be there during in the evening hours for any of the parks to make sure you take that into consideration too? Because, <clears throat> excuse me, when there's individual lightning lanes, you can actually make those in the park after that time too. So consider that as well. Yeah. And obviously, when it's busy, and if it is busy on the day that you're there in December, rope drop if you can. Hop out midday, especially if you're going to be at the boardwalk, Hollywood Studios, Epcot. You can just walk right back to your resort. You know, you got great dining options, you know, jump in somewhere, have those ADRs set. Um, counter service options are abundant in World Showcase. And uh, there's great counter service options at the studios. But I think you're going to have a great time. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely don't. This at all. I know this is like one. So we actually went um, down there and we met um steve's boss was actually there with her family the last time we were there so we spent a day with them and they were telling us like they were all like had watched videos and read all the information we set and everything about the genie plus stuff they're like but there's really no way to know it all the little ins and outs of it until you're there doing it and i think that's that's you know what we try to communicate to people we try to give them a bunch of information but like things do things just have a way of working out right and once you're there and sort of playing with the system a little bit you sort of see how to best utilize it so i agree i mean it sounds really complicated like from right. home when you're because there's so many blog articles and it, yes. it is i mean it seems like you got a degree like in calculus figured out but then you know five ten minutes hands on with it but it's like oh this is pretty simple you know it's just picking this right. when it pops open and stuff it's not that bad 100 100 people use it every day it's not that difficult uh, anyway, exactly. So have a great trip, Mary, and let us know how it goes. And uh, that's going to about do it for today. So good stuff, fam. Appreciate it. Hang yeah. on. What? I got a one last question for for Goofy here before he ducks out because I, I just got to know. All right, so Goofy, real quick before you jump out, are are you leaving? Because I got to ask you a question before you jump out. Oh sure. I, I mean, like I said, last night was my busy night of the year, and uh, 
this is my off season now. Okay. So, so do you do anything like now that Halloween's over? What, what do you do like during the holiday season, like at Christmas? Like what's your, what's your go-to thing? I, I, I really shouldn't say, but my thing is I go around and I unplug inflatables in people's front yards. That's pretty good. I believe that. Uh, it's pretty awesome. All right, Goofy. Well, hey, thanks for helping us out with lesser questions today. No problem. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. See you. Okay. So that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, great to have a special guest answering lesser questions with us today. That was fun. Yeah, that, you know, lock the doors, I guess, this is the lesson. Yeah, beware. I don't know. Who knows who'll join us on Friday? We might even have another special guest on the podcast. It, it won't be goofy with the chainsaw. Probably be somebody with some really <laughs> clean teeth. We'll see. All right. So we are going to have a good time uh, <laughs> on Friday talking about it. I'll, I've got a lot of Disney news we're going to hit. And Pam's going to talk to us about some great stuff that she uh, brought back from Walt Disney World last week. So we're going to get some insider information. But thanks for hopping on with us. Of course, all of our shows brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. We're going to give you first class service each and every trip. Doesn't matter if it's a quick weekend down there for a room only. You just want to kick back and sit on your balcony and look at the giraffes and be like, oh my gosh, giraffes lay down. That's, hey, that's cool. We can take care of you there. Or if you want to go for, you know, almost two weeks with tickets and dining plans and all this stuff, we it doesn't matter. Every trip, no additional cost to you. We're going to give you first-class service every time. That's that's our goal. That's what we do. So just uh, go over there, check that out. Disney Cruises. I have a guest who's so excited to be sailing on the Disney Wonder down in Sydney. He's like, Mike, because he lives obviously lives down there. He's like, he sent me a picture of the beautiful ship arriving in Sydney at his office. I'm like, that is so cool. You know, the big bridge in the background, the Sydney Opera House. He's going to be sailing on her here shortly. So we took care of that. He's going to get to enjoy that ship. I mean, it is so cool to be able to help people go to the Disney destinations literally all around the world. Adventures by Disney. Go out to Disneyland. We're going to talk about Disneyland on Friday because they just announced another race. This one might have Goofy with the chainsaw chasing you on it. Who knows? It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Who knows? But we're going to be having a good time. We just want to help you get to the Disney destinations, and it really supports the show. It's kind of a win-win-win. You're going to get first-class service, pay nothing extra, support the show. Everybody wins. Magicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online, especially during this holiday season. Be our guest podcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons. You guys make all this possible. I just I thank you so much for that. Starting at just $5 a month, and you'll get that bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. Come on over to Patreon.com slash be our guest podcast give us all a follow on the social media i'm at be our guest mike pam's at tmflt pam scott's at epscott epscot ricky's a little bit under the weather this week but she's at ricky nibs r-i-k-k-i-n-i-b-s threads instagram twitter slash x give us a follow we'd love to talk to you and of course this sunday night we'll have the bogp open line the where we open up the phone lines and just talk to you we enjoy that it's a great way to wrap the weekend and just talk to you guys we, we have so much fun just, uh, you know, talking Disney with our listeners. So join us 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central this Sunday night. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. All right, we'll be back again on Friday, and we're going to have a fun show. A variety of topics, but always fun. So come on back and subscribe to the show. And if you don't mind, a quick uh, five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get the show, would really, really help us out this week. So thank you for that. All right, so for Pam, I'm Mike. Wish you a great Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.